0: I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. The Bible tells us to be good stewards over the gifts, talents, and resources that God has given us. I believe this also extends to what our family members have been given. As moms and wives, we can come alongside our children and husbands to bring out the best in them and enable them to walk in the calling that God has for them. I'm here today with Noelle Rhodes and Alana Kuwabara to talk about what that looks like practically in our families. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hey. All right. So before we get started, I wanted to ask you guys, what is a product, service, or system that you cannot live without right now? All
1: right, I'll okay. go.
2: Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> um, I um I this this isn't I've used for a while, but I feel like well, okay. It's the Bible recap pod, pod, podcast, um, where you listen to while well, you go through the um, the Bible in one year and you go through it chronologically. And this would be my fourth. I think that my fourth time going through it, but um, I feel like this year is the best year yet. It's so organized. There's so many like resources. If you're new to reading the Bible, it's really good. And basically it like organizes what you need to read for each day. And you can even read it in the um, version app. Mm-hmm. And then you can, I I actually, I don't subscribe to many podcast, but I do subscribe to the Bible recap. And so then it just kind of goes into my podcast feed and I read the chapters. I listen to, um, sort of like the explanation of the chapters and it's usually no more than eight minutes. And then there's always like these extra, excuse me, all these little extra things that they'll offer that you can, if you want to learn more, you can go learn more. And this year I've really been enjoying it. And I feel like they've thought of everything and, Um, it's really great because I like to kind of go through the Bible chronologically and they've taken away all the guessing. They planned everything for me. I really have no excuse and it's great. I really enjoy it. And it's been a huge encouragement to me.
0: I didn't realize that you knew about this. I mean, I'm, I'm, doing it now. I started last October. No, I just read the Bible? No, but we haven't talked about it. So, <laughs> I know. this is I'm all, this is my first time going through the Bible. Me and two friends of mine, we started in October and it is now we're recording this in February and we haven't finished yeah. the Bible yet. But we're still working on it. Like so there's an accountability when you like link with friends on the Uversion app so we can kind of see where we were going and we were doing really good for a while and then um we kind of slowed down and now we're kind of like pacing with each other. So as soon as somebody gets ahead, we catch up. And, and so we're kind of like, our goal is to finish it. And then she offers, um, what's her name again? It's Lee league cobbler, cobble. She offers trips to Israel and our goal is mm-hmm. to like go on a trip to Israel yeah. to celebrate. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I do have a question for you. Do, do you listen to, she does it more than once, right? Yep. So it is, It so like when I'm done with this one and I want to read the Bible again, I don't
2: go back to the podcast I've already listened to. I go to the new ones. You go to the year that, yeah. So she started it, I guess, four years ago and I'm on year four. Okay. So I think, don't quote me, but I think it's kind of fresh every year, but it's definitely like, yeah, I think it's fresh every year. And there's so many like additional resources. Like for instance, today, the, the, the episode um mentions the trinity and she's like we have this whole you know resource about the trinity if you want to learn more about the trinity and i'm like oh cool nice so i really love it because you can go as deep as you want to go but definitely it's not flaky it's mm-hmm. like good stuff and i just like that i don't have to figure out how much i need to read in one year and there's tons of plans out there but i'm such an audio person so this podcast is great i listen to it on the way to working out in the morning it's like a 10-minute drive for me and I listened to it on the way there. So it's it's fabulous. And I think it's really well done. Yeah. So that's my big thing that's Ooh. working for me right now.
0: I've enjoyed it. All right, Alana, what about you?
1: Well, I'm also going through the Bible in one ear. Um, I am, but I'm not using that one. Um, and that's not my thing. My thing is, this is, I'm going to put this under the heading of product, headbands. Nice. <laughs> <Okay. It's, laughs> If you're You have watching. one on right now. <laughs> I'm wearing one. I have another one. I can't find it. It's like slightly lighter color than this. And then I just have, an, I don't know what happened to me. Maybe I'm having like a midlife crisis and I just want to feel youthful or something. This yeah. is a gift from a friend who was like, knew exactly what I needed. Um, but I'm working from home and I'm on Zoom calls all the time. And it's only, you know, this So, you know, if I don't want to do my hair or my hair is not doing what I want it to do, then when I try to do it, I can just slap a headband on and all of a sudden you look put together and like you like went the extra mile for for the meeting and it's just a headband. So that's a great hack. I like that. It's really working for me. Someone called me in a meeting, a corporate, I look like a corporate princess. So I've really (laughs) embraced that. (laughs)
2: that's awesome
0: well mine is an app and it's called voxer and um i'm like trying to remember i'm sure i've talked about it before on this podcast not maybe not with you guys but i use voxer it's like a um walkie talkie app is what they call it but i don't really think that describes it really well it is a voice app it allows you to leave voice message messages for other people just like you would a text message and you can listen to it whenever you want. You can listen to it in real time. You can wait and binge a whole bunch of messages. You can form groups and then listen to four or five, six people have a conversation and then you can add your two cents. It's pretty amazing. I use it to keep in touch with my podcast team, you guys. So you guys already know about the app, Um, but I use it yeah, with friends. I use it with my moms in prayer groups. Sometimes if we're not able to meet, we'll jump on there and just share prayer requests and pray together. Um, I use it to talk to my kids, especially my oldest daughter, who's at college, because I think of all these things I want to tell her. And so I just leave her a message and she listens to that on the way to her class when she's walking. Uh, And then she'll get me back when she has time. I've used it for my husband, especially um, not so much now, because he's been working under this Roof of ours for two years. But before he would be at work and I would think of things and I would be like, because by the time he got home, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not too tired to talk. And so like anything I wanted to tell him throughout the day, I'd forgotten about. Um, <laughs> and so and then he's like, you never talk to me. So we were leaving, we would leave messages back and forth for one another. So it's just been really key to keeping in touch with people and um just simplifying
2: my life for sure. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Voxer cult member myself, so I, I do abuse it. I do abuse it. I had a friend who was like, you can like, we can talk on the phone sometimes too. I'm like, why? This is easier. So yeah, it's a great, it's a great app. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's move on to talking about stewarding and encouraging those gifts and talents in our family members. I mean, one of the reasons why I think this is really important is that, it really does play a critical role in determining who our child or even our spouse becomes and what they accomplish. I know that, um, you know, the, the ways in my life that my parents or other people have recognized something in me and spoke into it are the areas that I've flourished. And you know, I I remember when I was growing up, my mom had that, this, where she would repeat that saying, um, behind every good man is a good woman or something. But this idea yeah. of like, of, like the, the person behind the person, right? And it doesn't have to be a right. man versus a woman. It works both ways. Um, mm-hmm. But this idea of that, the people that are successful are not alone. They have people behind them that are encouraging them and helping them steward their gifts. And so that's really why I wanted
2: to talk to you guys about this today. What are your thoughts on this idea? Well, I was thinking about this in terms of like, you know, for me and my family, being able to identify uh, my kids' gifts and my husband's gifts and encouraging them in their gifts is... Good for their spiritual well-being too. Um, you know, when we're functioning and what we're gifted in, it's like we're we're living the way we we were created to be, you know, and um living out the plans that God has for us. And I was thinking about Romans 12, 3, 8, which is why I had my head down, looking at my sneaky phone right here, because I wanted to read it to you. <laughs> um, the apostle Paul said, For the grace given to me I say to everyone one of you not to think more highly of himself, of himself than he thought to think, but to think. So you have sound judgment as God has allowed it allotted to each a measure of faith. And he goes into all these like lists of gifts that you can have. And these are spiritual gifts, but just this idea that's really good to have a sober understanding of who you are, you know, not a dramatic understanding and not like a, you know, underestimating who you are, but like, who are, what are you good at? What are you gifted in? And then functioning that is just, it's great. And so it's so important that we actually are intentional, which I think the whole point of this podcast is about being more intentional in our families. Of course, we should be more intentional about stewarding our gifts and helping our kids do the same and obviously supporting our spouses. So I think it's great, like spiritually, it's great. What about you,
0: Alana?
1: I totally agree. And... um I feel like I'm starting to say this almost every episode, but family is the first society. Aristotle, I think, said something like that, but I'm going to start claiming that I said it starting now. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you, you're going to send your kids out there into the world and the world's going to try to tell them who they are and where, what they should do and what they're good at based on, you know, a lot of the time based on very superficial things, you know, if they look a certain way. Oh, you're tall, you should play basketball. It's like, okay, slow down. Like that doesn't like you're or if you're a woman, you're tall, you should be a model. It's like, all right. <laughs> there might be something that might be it, but it might be something else that God has called me to. So you know, I I, f- I think that a lot of um issues that you know people have in in our culture when it comes to identity is because that wasn't um, they didn't get a fo- good foundation of that at home. and so then you just go out there and there's all the magazines and the TV shows and all of this stuff kind of raises you. And you know, we all get some of that. you know I, we still get it as adults, you know, to start going, am I keeping up? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? or am I, you know, especially on Instagram? Am I showing up on Instagram the way that I'm supposed to show up, you know? Um, but I think you have to start building that muscle early that like the wall of defense, like I am who God says I am. My parents have affirmed my identity and my abilities, and I'm going to be as resistant as I can be to that, you know, outward encroachment. Um, and then also, you know, your spouse, uh, there are deaf, if I, if I may say so myself and speak for my husband, who's not here, um, <laughs> there are, are definitely times when he wouldn't have gone out the door to do what he needed to do um, in pursuit of his gifts and his and dreams and talent. If I hadn't said, get out there and do it, you know, that motivation, but also the, the permission, you know, that you can leave the house and you can go and do those things. And they're not silly or only just for you, it matters to us that you go and do those things too. So yeah, it's very important to have people in your life who are going to support you and encourage you Mm -hmm. and challenge you and it should start at home.
0: Yeah. And I actually think that when we encourage and we help to steward our like for example, our children's gifts, especially when they're really young and they don't know they even have them. Um, I think that whole process that creating a culture of encouragement, specifically around these things, it really bonds the family together. Like think about the connections that are made when you know that you have these people in your corner, when you know that mom and dad, uh, take seriously the things that you love, you know, when, siblings even support you on the sports field or in that endeavor or come to that art show like as we to help our children and we help them to steward their gifts and we encourage them their siblings will start to do that too it's not just the job of the parents but we can create a culture where everyone's doing that
2: for one another absolutely i love that i love that what do you think kimberly are like things that it's very easy to believe about gifts and families that is just not true like that it's not you know like myths and things like that
0: well I think that um you know I think there's a lot of this whole idea of, well the kids will just become who they're going to become like
2: yeah it is just what it is right you know
0: like I can't do anything about it if they want to do it they'll do it you know, right, like I've even right. had this discussion with my husband and we butted heads on this, you know, trying to recognize specifically which children are worth investing money in for certain activities and who is not worth investing money in for certain activities you know like i think i've mentioned this before when i have children that are really into sports like i want to know that they're getting up on their own and practicing in the backyard i don't i don't want to be spending money for a club team for a child that can't get themselves out of bed because they'd rather sleep in like i want to see passion like I, i start to look for things right so um You know, to say that the onus is all on the kids and they need, they'll they'll be what they want to be. And if they really love it, they'll be motivated. Or if they really love it, they'll do the work. Or like, if, like, I don't believe in taking the parent out of the equation, but I've come in, I've certainly come into that line of thinking where it's like, oh, well, you know, that child is just motivated or that child's just super talented. No, like, right. We need to come alongside them and help them.
2: Yeah, that's, that's really good. I think that it's like definitely heard people say that, you know, oh, you know, they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something I hear a lot and you're like, but they need, but I still need help. Mm -hmm. Our kids need help, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's kind of an idea there that like you figure that out over time by like various influences in your life Mm -hmm. and experiences that you have. And you know, that's part of it, but it's like you know this the image that kind of comes to mind is, and I'm not a gardener, but like a vine, right? Like you can let a vine just grow anywhere it's gonna grow, but it's it's so much better when you shape it and like however people do that, put it, like attach it to the house and like nurture it to go certain ways, you know. And I just feel like that's that's like the image of stewarding their yeah. gifts like yeah they could just grow anywhere and just any old thing comes down the pipe and they're like oh i'll try that i'll try that i don't like that and then end up somewhere like right let's like you said Noel, let's be intentional
0: yeah i love that imagery of like allowing you know a vine to grow but helping it go where it needs to go you know don't they have um and maybe you would know more about this i don't know noelle because you lived abroad um and ireland i don't know if it's like this in ireland but is it like this in england where the vines grow all over the houses but they actually if it's the wrong kind of vine they can actually destroy the brick right yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's why people build these beautiful trellises and they they're mindful about where these vines are growing and they want them to grow in structures that actually won't it won't hurt the integrity of it
2: yeah, that that is true. That does happen. I was even thinking um as you both were talking that vines require pruning too and mm-hmm. you know, if your child has a gift um specifically and they want to grow in that, there's going to be things they probably have to let go of in terms mm-hmm. of what they spend their time on. And mm-hmm. sometimes as a parent you have to kind of be like, "Hey, you're really good at sports we probably, probably can't play four sports you may need to pick one to focus on or you know you know what I'm trying to say like they can't do everything and they're kids and they may not be able to have the wisdom to know you know how to manage their time so they need someone need to someone to them it. and give them guidance and for a vine to be fruitful it's got to be pruned sometimes it needs to be pruned back and so i think as a parent you have the perspective of knowing when something needs to kind of be let go and grow. And sometimes it just needs to be cut back and not in a mean way, but just like, where are you focusing your attention right now? Mm -hmm. And how are you growing this gift in your life?
0: Yeah. How important do you think is naming these gifts in our kids as opposed to just letting them sort of come to us?
2: (laughs) Well, I, I I mean, I think this is interesting. Um, I think you have to give your kids language for stuff that you want them to adopt and implement. And Mm -hmm. the way I see that is, you know, I have a a child who has a hearing impairment, so we didn't catch that for a long time. And so he had something called language deprivations because he couldn't hear the language. Mm -hmm. And when you're little, you get all this language and this input, and that's how you know this is called, you know, a microphone, this is called paper. So he was behind on that, and I think, Some of us are behind in knowing what our gifts are because no one has said you are compassionate. And this gift Mm -hmm. is amazing. That's how it changes people's life. And do you see that when you walked in to to your class and you saw Billy who seemed a little bit upset, you recognized that Billy was upset and you went over and you said, hey, Billy, why are you upset? And Mm -hmm. are you okay? And here's a hug. And that's called compassion. And that's a gift. And you have that gift and that's very special. You know, God's given that to you. And kind of naming it, give it, you know, giving them the language, because then they go, I'm compassionate. You know, I, I I know some people are upset and I let them know that I'm for them. That's called compassion. So I think it's really important as parents, we give our kids the language of things that we want them to adopt and believe for themselves. Mm,
0: That's really good.
1: That is so good. I love that too, because when I think when you name it, like what you're saying, you you start to focus their attention on it and then they'll start to see those moments that you're talking about that they just were had passed over and hadn't thought up. Mm-hmm. because part of like part of your gift is that a, a characteristic of a gift that God's given you is that you don't necessarily think anything of it it's just right. so natural to you you right. don't remember learning it you don't remember anybody you know teaching you how to be compassionate you just are and so you need someone to call that out in you but then and then once they do now you see it everywhere and and then Mm -hmm. they can start to cultivate it and grow that you know where they maybe might have seen just to continue the compassion uh example maybe might have seen somebody you know on the outside and not necessarily gone over there In that particular situation, now they're like, well, I'm compassionate. I should go over. Right. Right. So that's great. Yeah, Yeah. It just opens up a whole world.
0: Yeah, and I love that distinction, you know, between like a gifting and a talent. Like when I think of talent, I think of something you're good at musically or athletically or academically, Um, but those gifts, those giftings are just as important as seeing a skill that your child has. I know for years we've been praying for our kids and moms in prayer that we would be able to identify and nurture whatever it is that we see in them. And I have to tell you, I'm more, it's easier for me and I'm more inclined to notice the the talents than I am, the giftings, right. you mm-hmm. know, because uh I don't know. I I've I've thought about yeah this whole idea of like naming that character and what I see in them I haven't been so inclined to do.
2: Yeah I mean I don't I don't really. no <laughs> no good, so mean, I admit focus, it I admit yeah. it <laughs> the first step is admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the right on path. you're you're listening to the right podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I, you know, this is not stuff that I I feel like are in, is in a whole lot of parenting books. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think mean, that's why this is a good important conversation. And I think too, um, man, yeah. I mean, when you have someone say, This is a something I see in you so encouraging and empowering and also lights something up and you want mm-hmm. you want to be that more in in some way yeah I mean also I, I was thinking too like sometimes the gifts in our kids kind of can be a little annoying <laughs> yeah. to us if it's not really discipled and coached yeah. I remember um my one child, uh, I have one, child, I have two children, but one just was like a real, like, we'll tell you what they think. And there's no like sugarcoating it. And she just, she, I just, I just called her out. So, um, she won't mind, but she just was like, so like, you know, she was just to the point. She was always like, she's kind of like, she was a bossy toddler, like that kind of thing. And I remember just being like mortified sometimes, like, oh my gosh, she's that kid, you know? And I remember a friend of mine, Lori, one of the most wise people I know, said to me, "Oh, she's just a leader, and she's growing into her leadership gift. And you're gonna have to help her with that." And once I saw it like that, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, she's not a bratty little bossy toddler. She's 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 a leader, and she's saying, you know, we're gonna play this game, and then we're gonna play, it. and you sit down and be quiet so we can play." But she didn't grow into her gift, and that's my my responsibility as a parent to be like, "Okay, mm. you have vision for how this could go." But a good leader. <laughs> you have vision this for way. this
1: duck, duck, goose game. And let me okay. tell you something.
2: She had vision for that kind of stuff. And it was <laughs> it was a little terrifying. But yeah. once my friend helped me see it, like this is a gift that needs to be cultivated and coached and discipled. Then I didn't despise it. I was like, opportunity. Hmm. And she, it is evident that she, I mean, she's, just, she's a leader, you know? And um, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's, that's good. It sounds like it's of.
0: part, partially also our responsibility to reframe the giftings that they have, mm. <clears throat> which is good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because my next question is going to be to you guys. like, What are your thoughts on naming or calling out gifts that maybe they don't necessarily possess, but you want them to have? And I think this is more along the lines of, what we're called to do is take those things that we see and and frame them in a way that comes alongside their natural bent and who they were created to be because I do think it's really easy for us to just sort of like say well they're not x y and z and then that's a label that sticks that's good
1: yes Yeah. yeah I agree
0: yeah Well, we've had a few, a couple of few things. We created a list for the listeners of some things that we thought were really important when it comes to encouraging and helping our kids steward their gifts and stewarding their talents. Um, And one of them is to cast a vision. And I think we've covered that with naming. I think that's really important to, for us to see what's on the inside of our children and our spouse. And then to speak it over them so that they can then see it themselves because without a vision, they
2: have nothing to work towards. Uh, go ahead. I think that I just want to encourage folks to start that the second they're born, like just, yes. just become so obs- not obsessed. It's, that's not a good word for this, but just so <laughs> curious about your kid. And like, you know, I, my, my nephew, he just, he'll smile at everybody and he's just so friendly. He just makes everyone feel at ease. He's only two. But I can tell you from the moment that kid was born, he just had this way of making you feel comfortable. And it's almost like he's like hospitable, but he's mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? It's like no yeah. control over like, you know, what you're gonna eat and you know how the house looks, but he just has that way. And it's an opportunity to be like, you know, Knox. Ah, man, every time I walk into this room, you make me feel so loved and seen. And even though he's two and he can't talk that back, from a very young age, I would not be afraid to start that you know, it's not teenagers. It's not even your elementary. It's your infant as you're holding them in their arms. And you just notice, oh my gosh, they can just fall asleep anywhere, which is not the case for either of my kids, but you know, they can fall asleep anywhere, man. They just, they just have a way of being able to rest and make me feel at ease and just speak that over them. It counts and they hear it and you know, it's growing something in them too. Yeah. And I can say having um,
0: older kids that, they are very much like who they were when they were two. Like I can look at my oldest and I can say she possessed these qualities when she was that age, they haven't changed. And, you know, certainly I've prayed for some things and I've seen maturity and development in certain areas, but just even the way she approaches life is very much the same way she did when she was in kindergarten. And I still remember the feedback I got from her teacher about like, you know, pre-K walking into the room and she would just look around and she would calculate where she wanted to sit, what she wanted to do. (laughs) She didn't just rush in and sit in the circle, you know, like, and she still approaches life that way, very thoughtfully, Mm -hmm. very calculated um, and really works for like a good outcome. Like she's Mm -hmm. really thoughtful in that way and that hasn't changed, you know? Yeah. So I think we can start speaking very young into their lives. Is
1: she your firstborn? Yes, I have
0: cur. Okay, Just yeah, out of
2: curiosity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My second I'm one first very boring. different. I don't do
2: anything calculated. I don't do anything calculated. <laughs> I throw caution to the wind. I wish I was. I I I have deep admiration for uh, Kimberly's oldest daughter. Yeah, I think she's an Enneagram nine though too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she thinks she is sort of.
0: You know, she's very much like. How do we make this all jive for everybody? How does this? Yeah. Mm-hmm so i don't know i mean not that 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 not to pigeonhole her because she is developing um but yeah <laughs> how would you
2: guys you know or how do you i should say create opportunities for your for your children to master these gifts that you recognize them like you know like legitimately how do you do that
0: you know i think that i think yeah well it depends on what it is. So if it's like a talent or an interest, I'm right. gonna sign them up for the class. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna push them to, you know, take it to the next level. I'm gonna always be encouraging them around it. I'm always gonna be asking them about it. But definitely for us, we've made choices to invest resources into mm. the things that is are, you know, are good for them or that they enjoy or that I see that there's some talent in. But in terms of like more of a gifting, I've definitely tried to put them in situations where they get to exercise that muscle. Mm. Um, probably more so with things that don't come naturally to them. I'll mm-hmm. create situations where they have to learn from, but certainly when I see or an opportunity, I will encourage them
2: to walk in that gifting, you know? Right. Right. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I know, I know you're, um, you have one child that's really great public speaker, and they've done mm-hmm. that before, and you've mm-hmm. been a great encouragement to them. Yeah, that's I mean, really he cool.
0: preached at youth, and I think he yeah. preached at youth like two or three times. He's even gotten up on a Sunday service and like pitched summer camp to, at the whole congregation. Like, he just right amazing, you know. And so what? And and what's fantastic about when? And this goes to the next point I wanted to make about mentorship when you allow and encourage your kids to work in their gifting they will have opportunities and so other people will begin to speak into their lives and other people will begin to encourage him so for him Mm -hmm. he's had a lot of opportunities um you know when the pandemic hit they were like think he could do some you know videos for our instagram you know to just encourage the kids do you think he could do this does he think he could do that um and so you know giving him encouraging words, but then making sure he's connected to people with those same skills and talents so that they can come alongside him and speak to his life as well.
2: Right, that's cool. Very yeah. Cool.
0: And I think one of the things that's, other, that's important as well is encouraging experimenting and risk-taking. I think, you know, I certainly did this when my kids were really young. I mean, you mentioned, you know, doing everything. I signed them up for everything because I'm right. like- you don't know that this is for you until you've tried it. And until you try it, you don't know. (laughs) So yes, we're going to do all those classes. Um, Yeah. And so there has to be a certain level of, yeah, encouraging them to take risks and to try new things. What about you guys? Have you done that with your kiddos?
2: Yes, but I'm going to give a little shout out to my mom because I feel like my mom was really good at this. She she probably won't listen to this. But my aunt will, and she'll tell her um, that I mentioned her. Um, she was first of all, I was that kid that wanted to try everything, and she she was like, "Okay, you want to try ballet? You could try ballet, and you know every sport and all that stuff." She just was really cool about it, and 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 just encouraged me to to try, but also played it kind of cool when. I wasn't really good at it or lost interest. Like, it wasn't like, you know, she never was like all in. She was like, you can try this and let's see what Mm -hmm. happens. And for my personality, that was important. And I remember the day I I asked her, I'm like, oh, could I like try this like theater school thing that was happening? She's like, yeah, sure. You know, and she signed me up. And I remember like coming into her, um, you know, minivan, she was like waiting outside for me after I did my first class. And I'm like, I have found my people. I found, you know, this thing I want to do. (laughs) And she was just like, okay. And she then from there on, she just invested in that. But I would have never figured that out. I I mean, there were definitely signs that that was going to be my, my (laughs) destiny, but I had to do the the little league t-ball and the soccer Mm -hmm. and the art and the ball. I had it for me and my personality. I had to try those things. And she never was like, you know, you're four. You decide right now who you want to be. She kind of had a realistic expectation. She didn't sign me up for everything at one time, but we kind of like, like cross things off the list. And again, like there was no disappointment when it didn't work out, nor was she like, you know, signing me up for every club sport. And, you know, wanting me to like be seen by scouts, she just was chill about it. Mm-hmm. And I think I really kind of figured that that's, that worked well for me. And so I did that for my kids. We we're like, yeah, try it. Go try it. Like, we're not going to make this life or death. It's mm-hmm. good to try things. It's good to be uncomfortable. But like, you know, if it doesn't work out, you're not fired from life. You know, we move on to the next <laughs> thing. And that was a real gift to me. And I think really helped me be a better parent in the future.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Let me ask you
1: ladies, this question, um, where, where do you draw the line when you, you, you think that, you know, there's something that your child could be gifted at or talented at and you want to push them towards it, but they're not really on board. You know, <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, my son, we did two seasons of baseball and he did it because I feel like a lot of that was just his personality. Like he's just like up for anything and his friends were there and, but he really started to just be like, "Ah," but he's good. And he's, he was growing and getting better. And I just felt like I, you know, maybe you need to do like a couple more seasons, You, you know, you get to kid pitch and there's like levels to this thing. And, you know, do you, do you force sign up? kids for for sports and piano and whatnot you know it's different than saying like okay you signed up for piano you like piano but you don't feel motivated to practice your skills like right. I, I can push you to mo- to practice your skills because mm-hmm. nobody wants to practice their skills right but to actually like make them get the outfit and go out there and do the thing what do, what what have you done what's worked what hasn't worked what do you think about that
2: Well, I have some thoughts, um, I'm like, (laughs) I feel like my thoughts are going to be different from your thoughts, but make sure excited. Which is good, which is good. This is why we're here. (laughs) Um, so quitting things,
0: uh, you know, I have worked on asking questions to find out what's really beneath why a child wants Mm. to quit things. Um, you know, even, even recently my oldest switched her major. So I was like, all right, we're going to ask lots of questions and I want, I'm looking for certain things for them to say in order for them to sort of be, you know, like be okay with them letting this go. Um, You know, are they just don't feel like doing it? Is it because uh, it's too, just too hard or because they don't know how to do it. I mean, if you don't know how to do it and that's why you want to quit, well, that's why you're taking these lessons is because you're learning how to do it, right? right. And (laughs) and I've seen before, like when my kids get a little bit of success, it motivates them to stick with it, right? Are you you not Mm -hmm. practicing enough to get better? And so you're not better and then you don't want to do it? Like starting to really find out, is it because, you know, it's not cool, but you love it? Like start to right. sift through like the motivation of your child for why they're not doing it. I mean, I certainly have had kids take off a season or two of sports and then they come right back because they missed it and they really liked it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've let them let go of certain things only to see them circle back. But there have been certainly times where I am like, Are you sure you want to stop doing this because I really <laughs> want to go hang out with the moms, right? Like, <laughs> So it, my strategy is to really question what, why is it, you know, why, why are you done with this? Why don't you want to do this anymore? Um, and, and yeah, and that, and that, what I learned from that is what allows me to say, okay, maybe this isn't for you or maybe this isn't, the right. season for you. Right. I mean, I would even say like when it came to, my kids and sports and I wanted them to get the extra lessons or the extra practice. And I wanted them to be motivated. And, you know, one of my children, I learned the reason why they're on this particular team isn't to be a rock star. They don't even care if they sit on the bench, they're just doing it because their friends do it. And I'm like, that's cool. If you know that that's cool. Right. But if you want to play it in college, you're not on that path. So let's change that path. But once they can <laughs> identify that, Hey, this is so diplomatic. But, right? <laughs> <That's> so <nice. laughs> but like right so the, the effort you put into it is going to determine your outcome and if you know that this yeah. is all you want out of this experience then great like i'll come to all your games i'll cheer you on when they put you in and i'll drive you to the you know the parties or whatever it is that that you need to be a part of um but as long as we both know that that's what the what's going on here i'm cool with that i don't know, that that's help? good
2: that's good no i would agree with that yeah, i would agree with right. most of that. i agree with all of it all okay. it I think that I have two kids who are vastly different from each other like personality you cannot get more different and I feel like I have to kind of parent differently or have a different approach. I've got one who's so freaking ambitious they they could be present one day and i and I am being funny, but it's like I think it might be one of their goals. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be president one day. Um, and the other one is like, when's the next nap and when can we eat? Like just very different, just different kinds of approaches to life. And so one needs us to go like, Hey, are you still enjoying this? Cause I feel like you're just doing it. Cause you need to do, you need to do well in everything and you need to be part of everything. And, you're just that kind of personality, right? And then I've got another one who is like, you should do something. We don't care what it is. We don't care if you hate it. You gotta do something. You gotta try something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sort of like, to be honest with you, it's sort of for us in our family, I think it's very much like discernment for each family, right? That's why we need to be connected to the Lord and know what we're supposed to do. But for us, it's kind of like trial and error. Like, do we push this one now? Like, is this something that we should kind of like keep going with? And I had one- I'll, I'll. Uh, my son, he won't care. I've told this right before. um You know, we said to him, "Listen, you're going to a new school. You should like do something after school to meet some friends." What do you want to do? Well, he just picked cross country because that's what his sister did, and he just thought it'd be easy. And then he found out that they were like, um, <laughs> they had to try- run. <laughs> what <They> run. <laughs> oh, they had yeah. to run? <laughs> <laughs> my cool. son would make an amazing mascot. He's like just great like that, but not like running son's not his thing. Well, anyways. So he found out that they were um, doing tryouts. So in his mind, he's like, "This is great. I'm gonna try out for cross country and not get in." He purposely tried (laughs) to throw the tryout, and I caught it on camera because I came and pick him up early. And the kid was running slower than somebody walking. It was it was the most ridiculous. It was it's comical. If I put it on TikTok, it would go viral. I'm not gonna do that, but we I have it saved in my phone for you know ammunition later on in life um it was so funny he didn't know i was watching him but he purposely came in last okay my my other my daughter who tried out the same day with him came in second and was like devastated and wasn't sure if she's gonna make the team and my (laughs) son was like oh sorry mom i tried i'm not you know probably (laughs) make the team and i was like guess what even if you don't make the team you're going to like, you're still going to do something. And then yeah. it turned out they let everybody on and he had to like, run. and I'm like, you're doing no. it. You signed up. And <laughs> and am am I going to make him do it again next year? No. Like that's not his thing. And yeah. but the idea is there's a lesson in there and he completed yeah. the season. He made friends. He started to actually really run. And, um, but he really he doesn't really like it. And now he does boxing and that's more his thing. But there are those moments you're like, is this the moment that we push? Is this the moment we pull back and and see what happens? And I think as they grow older, you kind of can see those signs, you know, when to ask the questions that, you know, Kimberly is bringing up, but you kind of have to like take risks yourself as a parent and sort of Mm. go, okay, is this that moment that we do it? And I think when they're younger, it's depending on their personality of the kid, if they're not easily overwhelmed, um, I think it's good to kind of be like, yeah, this is the time to try these things, try art, try dance, try what, you know, let's do this. And then as they get older, you can kind of sort of see where they're going to probably be more successful. But again, every family is different.
0: Yeah. Well, I do want to touch on the forcing kids to do things because there are some things we force our kids to do. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Tennis. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Uh, Tennis. (laughs) Because that is a sport we can play as a family. I'm not mm-hmm. going to play lacrosse with you. I'm not going to play soccer with you. And as we age, <laughs> and as we vacation, we can play this together. So I do say this is kind of non-negotiable. Um, and I Good sign one. them up and they go and they go with each other. And I think they really enjoy it. You know, would they pick it for themselves? Yeah. No, like, but they do it. So there are some things that I do um. You know, it might not be necessarily like a a talent of theirs, but if it if it's a culture fit for us, and I would even go as far as to say if there's a gifting, like, you know, I love hospitality. I don't know if I have the gifting of hospitality, but I tell our kids this is also a non-negotiable. Like so, and certainly if I saw somebody saw one of my children or even my husband, that if they didn't enjoy it or didn't necessarily they were more introverted and just didn't really enjoy gatherings, I would make them a part of behind the scenes right? Like not everybody needs to be front and center. So maybe you're just a group, you know, you're going to help me set up because this is what we do as a family. And I don't expect you to schmooze with everybody and, you know, but I want you present and a part of the process because this is important to our family. So, um, you know, showing them how to even be hospitable without being front and center, you know, is something that I can help cultivate. And, um, yeah you know, just having discernment when it comes to stuff like that, like what is the end game why am i why am I forcing them to do this? Is this because it was an unfulfilled you know expectation of mine? Is this something I wish I sh- could have would have done um you know, maybe make me play the piano because I wanted to play the piano, and I never right. did like that's not that's <laughs> not a good reason and certainly many of us have done that, but yeah, that's not a good reason to 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 sort of nurture a gift that's not really there
2: yeah. It's good. I, mean, yeah. I, I can't think of anything we force our kids to do. But I'm sure there are, I mean, we make them do chores. Mm-hmm. But I mean yeah. my kids play rugby and, and and boxing. So I'm not gonna play those sports with them. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> but I don't like playing sports. So. <laughs> but I might make them go see a play every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think that goes to the point of like supporting what we like to do as family yeah. members, like raising awareness of what our gifts and talents are. Um, And so you need to be invested as much as I'm investing in my kids gifts and talents. I want them to invest in mine. Like I really do. Like, and I, you know, we should be doing that for one another. And I think that's important.
2: Do your kids um, like cheer you on Alana and your gifts and talents? Like, are they good like that?
1: They are. Yeah. They're very, um, (laughs) They're very uh, supportive, uh, but also if I do something that I that didn't turn out too great, they're like, mom, that, my daughter has literally said to me, that's not really your thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love that. Yes, dear. <laughs> it's like a nice way of saying you didn't, you bombed.
1: <laughs> yeah, you bombed. That was terrible. Aww. Well, it probably had to do with baking because that's really, you know, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm old enough now that I, I don't really take a lot of risks in terms of like, I'm I'm, I'm sure of what my gifts are. Right.
2: <laughs> <You're>, yeah. <laughs> like you maybe. have a sober judgment of your gifts yeah. of baking, not being one yeah. of them.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not a great, I'm, I'm a terrible better. baker. I'm, I people have people, my husband has accused me of trying to poison before because oh. I tried to make a chocolate cake once like from scratch. Oh. It did taste a bit shady. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It did taste like, what did, did I, what had been this? Um, so begging is not my gift. at all. My
0: son did one time when we were at church say to me, and this was my son, the little speaker. Uh, somebody knew had gone up at church and like did the offering, like got up and like spoke, you know, said the little thing and prayed over the offering. And, and Aaron says, mom, you could do that. You're good enough. You could do that. And I think I just just spoken at something for church. Like I was on some sort of panel right. and I don't, he wasn't there, but he like knew I did it. And I thought right. that was really sweet that he would say that to Aww. me because, you know, kids, I mean, that's cool.
2: You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think one of the last things that's really important when it comes to like nurturing and stewarding those gifts and talents is creating opportunities for our kids and even our husbands to win in those giftings, like win in situations, um, You know, I think we talked about, right, setting up opportunities, but really, you know, what's going to be a win for them because those wins are going to propel us. My son, uh, he wrestles and when he was really young, he was called up to varsity. This was like the town team, right? And like, so wrestling is based on weight. And so they needed a little guy, but he was wrestling kids who had more experience than him and he would lose match after match after match. And he was just, he was like devastated. We had already gone through like a full season of him crying after every match, which is very common in that sport. And he just didn't want to do it anymore. And I did talk to the coach and I was like, Hey, he really loves this sport, but can we get him in a JV tournament? Like he just needs some wins under his belt. And, you know, Gosh, I don't know what grade that was in, maybe third or fourth grade. And now he's a freshman in high school and he loves it. You know, he's on the team. He's got four matches this week. Like he needed some wins to sort of come alongside his gifting. Like I could tell him he was amazing all I wanted to, but I was his mom, you know, like he needed to get out there on the mat and be in a situation where it was just him one-on-one with another kid and he needed to excel in that situation. And he, he really, his attitude changed after that because he was like, oh, I actually can do this. Um, So finding opportunities for us to win, you know, in our giftings, in our talents is really, I think, important to helping them go forward in them.
1: That's really good. I, I think it's, it's, that speaks to the thread that throughout this conversation of just Mm -hmm. the intentionality, but also that, you know, that nurturing of the gift starting at home where we're on the ground with them, so to speak. And we can see where they're, we can see where the vine needs encouragement or pruning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so to be able to, To step in and go, you know, this is not a this is not a situation where we're gonna quit. We need to pivot a little bit. We need to make adjustments Mm -hmm. and to be to just remember that we can be flexible because it's not up to chance. It's not just whatever happens, they'll just become who they become. Um, we have a part to play in that. Yeah.
0: Okay, any last thoughts on this topic, lady? Ladies, topics, lady. <laughs> Any last <laughs> thought on this? <laughs> Any last thoughts on this topic? I would say uh, quickly
1: that just to remember to give your kids that space to explore and experiment um, that they feel kind of like released to to do that to try something where you're not hovering over them, expecting results too soon, you know, let it kind of just let it breathe, let it, yeah. you know, see what develops and let them also, uh, get at it without any sort of pressure. You know, I think we're real quick to go, Oh, you have something, how do we package it? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Put it in a bottle and sell it to people. Yeah, like, let it just let it breathe. Let it, you know, them discover it. My daughter is an artist, and you know, just even during this conversation, I remembered how she would draw in the bathtub with the the bathtub crayons. You know, yeah. And I was astonished when she was just little the way she would draw these flowers. And um, I had completely forgotten about it so this conversation, but she's working on her own style, and she's you know she's copying other people's styles, which is what you do mm-hmm. and and figuring out where she's going to move away from that and I noticed that you know other people might want to jump on and go, "Oh, put that on a." Print and get it. You know she does have a store, but like get it in the store and get it out there. It's like it's not ready. Let it breathe mm-hmm. and and give them the space and give yourself the space to see their gift kind of unfold. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's good. I like that. My my only thought I would add is you know I feel like I say this in every episode too. You got to model. <laughs> you got to model it too and mm-hmm. become comfortable in the fact that you have a gift. Do you know what it is? Are you stewarding it? And if you don't know what your gift is, and not and honestly, it's not just talent, gifts, especially, you know, if you are a person of faith and believe in the Bible, the gifts that are listed in the Bible are nothing really, really nothing to do with talent, you know, it has to do with things that the Lord gives us, like showing mercy and being an encourager and, and being a generous giver and preaching and, and all these things. And so, you know, if you don't know what your gift is, ask somebody safe and say, hey, like what do you think I'm good at? And that's not necessarily like, you know, what are my talents and things like that, but you know, what what value do I bring into a room? Or like, you know, what do you always say, oh man, I'm gonna call Noelle and ask her about that. And you know, maybe start with your spouse if that's a good person or um or a a sibling if, if that's a good person or even your parent. Like what what did you always notice about me that was a positive thing? and begin to really invest in your own gift, your kids will pick up on that. They they totally will. They'll see that you are comfortable in that and um, you'll make it, like, you'll normalize it for them. And I think that's really great. I think we can go one or two ways where we're either like super arrogant and we're like, this is who I am, I'm owning it. I'm like amazing at this. And I'm just gonna, you know, d- you know shout my own press to everybody. Or we're like, I'm nothing. I'm not good at anything. I'm just- uh. yeah and that's not, that is, there's no value in that. And it's, it's not even godly, but you do need to have a sober judgment of the gifts that are given to you and that they're needed and wanted in this world. So Mm -hmm. just want to encourage, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you're like, I don't even know what my gifts are. That's where you got to start.
0: Yeah. Great. All right. Well, that's wonderful. That's some good advice. Good, good tips. If you ask me, all right, well, thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. If you want to dig deeper into what we've talked about on the podcast each week, check out the build your best family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women to practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.